Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Coming off a pretty disappointing loss to the Seattle Seahawks in Week Eight. Have some thoughts about it. Definitely some, you know, reactions to some of the things that happened. Some observations that need to be addressed. Um, but Anthony, uh, you know, definitely not the result we wanted to see. But ultimately, there was a reason for that. You know, the team looked flat. The offense was unable to really get things going, and uh, the, the the crowd noise in that stadium was obviously affecting them. Um, the Giants had a lot of new players on the fields, you know, in Tanner Hudson and Tyree Phillips and, you know, Josh Azudu didn't get much snaps beforehand. So, you know, a lot of young blood, fresh blood on that offense. And ultimately, they, you know, the silent count, a lot of them were just weren't on the same page. The offense was unable to get anything going on the ground. You know, the run blocking wasn't really good. Seattle was stacking the box, um, spying on Daniel Jones. They could not establish the run. And the Giants are a run first team right now. Um, and they just couldn't get do anything through the air. You know, Darius Slade had a couple of nice catches, but I also thought they didn't really utilize Wondell Robinson altogether that well. Um, so, you know, it was kind of a just a disappointing performance across the board, but it did kind of showcase some things that we do need to discuss. And, of course, for the Giants, Richard James, uh, we'll discuss him too. Uh, not good on his end in the defensive side. You know, there's, there's definitely some takeaways. But, Anthony, how are you feeling after the loss? You know, 6-2 and two going into the bye week, definitely pretty solid. And I'm happy with that, but ultimately uh, there's a lot left to be desired. Yeah, a whole lot left to be desired, and that game was, you know, just rather disappointing. Uh, I, I said going into it that the key was to win the turnover battle, and that's how the Giants have been winning games, right? By not making mistakes, waiting for the other team to make those mistakes, and then capitalizing. Well, instead, that's what the Seahawks did today. The Giants, a couple of really costly turnovers on special teams of all places, which is just so much more infuriating. If the quarterback throws a pick trying to make a big play or the running back fumbles trying to get through a gap, it's one thing, but... When a punt returner just can't call a fair catch or just can't put two hands on the ball and fumbles, the ball didn't even get hit on either one of those fumbles. No one poked the ball out. He just got hit and just didn't have two hands on the ball and couldn't hold on to it. Really disappointing, super frustrating, the type of thing that makes a coach flip a table in a locker room. It's it's ugly, and, and it's exactly why the Giants lost. That was direct correlation. Those turnovers cost the Giants the game. The Giants had the upper hand for a second when Dory Jackson forced the fumble inside the five-yard line, recovered it which resulted in the Saquon Barkley touchdown just a to play later. Um, but after that, the Giants went out there, fumbled twice, and lost the turnover battle. Like I said, the turnover battle was the crucial part of this game. The Giants unable to capitalize, unable to keep the ball out of harm's way, keep it clean. Unfortunately, that damned them. That cost them the game there. Losing that turnover battle was everything. Seahawks got a nice win. They played a decent game. But the Giants offense as well, very stagnant. First and second down was a was an atrocity and then they get to third and long every single time and you're just putting Daniel Jones in a very tough situation so again an ugly game disappointing performance by the New York Giants special teams especially the offense as well but I will say the defense did its thing it just didn't get enough help yeah I was fine with the defense personally they came up with some big plays Dory Jackson had a stellar day you know Tyler Lockett we got away with one when he dropped that pass but you know they were on the field the whole day it felt like you know the offense was three and outs three straight three and outs so the defense is gassed by the second quarter comes around Leonard Williams was like on the floor gasping for air in the second quarter because they could not get them off the field they just they just had to sustain anything any sort of drive and 
uh, they couldn't do it until until maybe the second half. So the Giants defense, Fabi Moreau played pretty well. I, I was happy with his performance. Leonard Williams had eight tackles, a sack, and five quarterback hits. I was fine with him. Kayvon Thibodeau got close to, um, you know, Geno Smith a couple times. And shout out to Geno, man. He played a hell of a game. You know, honestly, for all the stuff he's been through, all the different teams he's played for, um, I'm happy for him. He definitely looked like the better player today. Um, and, and he's he's putting together a pretty solid season with Seattle right now. And, and you know, he, he deserves it. He, he's put the work in. And I'm happy that he's been able to find success elsewhere. Um, but for the Giants, on the other hand, the, the offense, it's quite blatantly obvious. This team needs wide receiver help, right? You can't really do anything about the offensive line today. They got Nick Gates involved somewhat. He had some nice plays. He opened that big hole up for Saquon in the, in, in the touchdown run. So that was pretty solid. But otherwise, you know, this this team needs receiver help, whether it's Jerry Judy, whether it's somebody else. Um, Marcus Johnson, like they trotted out on a third and 18, they trotted out Matt Breda, Richie James, Marcus Johnson, and David Sills. F- three of those guys probably wouldn't be on any roster in the NFL, right? Richie James probably isn't on a starting team uh, for anyone else. You know, Marcus Johnson, a hundred percent isn't on any other team aside from us. He just knows our offense at this point. That's the only reason he's, a- he's out there. David Sills, same thing. He's a, he's a, he's an effort guy, but he's not doing anything for us. So most of these guys you're trotting out there aren't making any other NFL team. We just have nobody else. You know, like that's the situation the Giants are in. We have nobody else right now. But that doesn't mean we can't go and get somebody else. You know, Joe Shane could go and do something in the next couple of days here. Tuesday's the trade deadline. He's got a little bit of time. His quarterback needs it. You know what I mean? Right now, this is about Daniel Jones taking the necessary developmental steps. Yes, would I like to make the playoffs? Absolutely. Do I think it's possible? Absolutely. And that definitely plays into the factor, plays in as a factor. But right now, if you want to see Daniel Jones get that extension, if you want to see Daniel Jones become that guy, you need to help him out a little bit. You know, he can't do anything with these guys. Wandell's good, but they're just locking him down. You know, they didn't really scheme him very well either. Um, they, you know, those shallow crossers, they should use Wandell like, uh, like Seattle uses Tyler Lockett. Really, really good route runner. They use him on those shallow slide routes and those shallow crossers. Get him into space, manufacture production. They did not do that very well today. They had he had that one little crosser that he collected late in the game, and I was like, why don't they just run those over and over again? You know, he's open all the time on them. Um, so I don't really understand why they didn't do that. But at the same time, you know, the, the Giants just need help. Daniel Jones, he's not going to take the developmental step you need to see throwing the football. We've seen it protecting it. We've seen it with his pocket maneuvers. We've seen it running the ball. Um, but we haven't seen it really throwing the ball because they just can't do it. They don't have any faith in their guys. Um, so in my opinion, that's the biggest reason you got to keep Daniel Jones, you know, going forward. Cause today it, I'm not blaming this loss at him at all. Cause this was far from his fault, but the offense just couldn't do anything. Cause you know, the receivers are just bad and the offensive line is, is, is raw. They're new. There's not a lot of guys. So, you know, when you're looking at the scene right now, how important do you think getting a receiver is not just for the playoff hopes, but for Daniel Jones's growth and development? I think it's of the utmost importance, and I'd say the number one reason is because I feel like the Giants do have something special in this team. I think the coaching staff is great. No, it wasn't the best game. I do think Pete Carroll outcoached Brian Vable today, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But I think that this is a team that can compete and contend for the playoffs, and I want to see them do that this year. Now, of course, I understand it is the first year of Brian Dable. It is the first year of Joe Shane. They are still trying to rebuild this roster. They're not keen on sacrificing future assets, but – Honestly, man, I think that if you can get a player like a Jerry Judy who's locked into a contract over the next couple of years but can also provide you a boost right now, 
it's worth it to sacrifice a future pick for him because you're not only getting him for until the end of the year. You know, you can make a trade for a receiver on an expiring contract and then hope to resign him in the offseason. That's not even what you're getting with a guy like Dre Judy. Same thing with Chase Claypool, who I know I'm not too crazy about making that trade, but those guys are still locked in the contracts. You still have them for the next few years, even if you trade away a future third or whatever pick it might be. So I think it's important, yes, for Daniel Jones' development. As I said in the pregame live stream, as I've said over the course of the past few days, he needs a quick option, a quick receiving option, someone who can get open quickly because he's under a lot of pressure. He was sacked five times today. The Giants are trying to get the ball out of Daniel Jones' hands as soon as possible. He's had to hang in there, make some downfield throws here and there, and he's delivered more often than not, as at least he did today. But he does need a quick receiving option, someone who can just get open, catch the ball, move downfield, move the sticks, right? So I think that Jerry Judy makes a lot of sense. I think just getting a receiver that can give him that ability makes a lot of sense for his development, absolutely. But it also makes sense because the Giants are competitive right now and they're trying to win games. And it does feel to some extent like on offense, they're just one player away, right? Because they've got the superstar running back. They have a quarterback that's not throwing the ball, you know, into harm's way. He's not turning the ball over and he's making plays with his legs. He's delivering the balls. He just needs more talent around him, in my opinion. And I know that we've said that a lot about Daniel Jones in the past. And we kind of flip-flopped on him before. Is he the problem? Is everyone around him the problem? Well, at least we know this season he hasn't been the problem. He has been the solution in a few games. He hasn't been the solution in some other games. Okay. But the solution really at the end of the day might be getting him a receiver that he can rely on, getting him someone, you know, that he could throw to on every down and whenever he needs a big play, because Darius Slayton has been that for him. But Darius Slayton is just Darius Slayton. You know, if you can get someone really talented to be that reliable receiver, that will make the difference for Daniel Jones, as you just mentioned. That will make the difference for the Giants offense. That will turn into winning more games. And as we look ahead to the second stretch of the season, I mean, there's nine games left. We got the bye week coming up. Trade deadlines on Tuesdays, you mentioned. The Giants are really serious about making that push over the second half of the season, capitalizing on the six and two start to the year. They should go out there and they should find some talent. They should trade for someone. They should get some more talent on the offense to help out Daniel Jones, and they should push into the playoffs. I really believe that that's the best way to go about this. So, yeah, I'm all for finding some talent in the next couple of days here uh, as the Giants maybe make a move at the trade deadline. I think it's best for the team, not just for the season, not just for Daniel Jones, but for the future as well, because whoever you're trading for is probably not going to be traded for on an expiring contract. So I'm all for it. I hope that it happens. We'll see. Uh, but I know that the Giants also might view it as they have bigger fish to fry. They need to get healthy. They need a couple of receivers to re-enter the lineup. They need some offensive linemen to re-enter the lineup. So the Giants, they have a lot going on right now. Maybe acquiring receiving talent isn't number one on their priority list. But for me, I think it should be because Daniel Jones needs a better receiver to throw to. And I think it's going to help the Giants win more games this year. Man, this bye week could not come at a better time. I mean, looking at this team, they look dead. Like, they just look like they're dead in the water. They're gassed. The offense is struggling. Um, you know, they need these two weeks right now. They need these two weeks to recoup, you know, get their health a little bit more in order. Um, maybe go out and get a receiver. I mean, look, if you go and trade for a receiver right now, that gives you two weeks to get him involved in the playbook. You know what I mean? This is exactly when you wanted your bye week to be because if you go and get a guy – they have time to get used to the system and the scheme, and they can be a little, they can integrate a little bit more fat, a little bit more uh, quickly. Uh, so there's a variable to consider as well. But I'll tell you what, this was not the Giants team we saw the last couple of weeks. I think this was a, a a more so injured and just depleted version of them. What do you expect? Like people are like, the offense sucks. This is the worst play calling. Blah blah. blah. 
this is a run first team and we didn't have our two best run blockers, Evan Neal and Daniel Bellinger. You know, what did we expect to happen here? Our two, or maybe not our two best, but two of our most important pieces in the run game. You don't have those guys. There's no way we're running the football. You know, Tyree Phillips isn't doing the job for us. You know, Tanner Hudson's kind of skinny. Bellinger, you know, these guys are are the leaders in that in that category. And losing them is detrimental and losing them is devastating. So am I blaming Kafka, Dable? Hell no. I'm saying we're just an injured team right now that needs to get healthy. And we have a couple of weeks here to figure things out. Um, and we will, you know, the coaching is really good. I'm not, I'm not worried. Six and two sign me up every freaking year for a six and two start. Okay. Even if we're a really, really good team, a six and two start by the bye by week eight is a great start. That's a really good start. You know what I mean? Uh, Tom Brady's probably wishing to God he was six and two right now. You know what I mean? So, you know, look at it in context. We're right where we want to be in terms of our record. We can make us push and really, uh, you know, get into the playoffs and, and make, maybe make some noise if we get healthy and get, and get hot at the right time. Um, but right now it's about getting healthy, maybe figuring out someone to add to this unit that can help us down the stretch and help Daniel Jones. And also thinking about the future, because this isn't just about this season. This is about the future as well. Yeah. And I will say someone was added to the lineup today that I want to point out who did give us a boost. And that was Nick Gates. I mean, it was great to see him make his return. And honestly, I think, I think it was his first play back on the field was that rushing touchdown by Saquon Barkley. Very poetic. I mean, I know that it was a tough loss and it's a disappointing one as well, but just looking at that in a bottle, Nick Gates coming back from that devastating injury that almost saw him lose his leg, almost saw him never play the sport again. He came back and he's playing and he made a key block on a rushing touchdown for Saquon Barkley in his first play back in the NFL. That was awesome. That was actually beautiful. I really love to see that. So I know you just mentioned we were missing a few of our key run blockers. Daniel Bellinger being a huge loss to this lineup. That's readily apparent. A lot of those outside zone running plays that the Giants wanted to run, they were getting swallowed up. And I do believe that's because Daniel Bellinger wasn't in the lineup. So I'm praying to God that he's able to heal and get back in this lineup before the season's end. So, But but again, just seeing Nick Gates return to the lineup, provide at least a little bit of a boost in the rushing game was really awesome. Heartwarming. Great story. Love to see it. So just wanted to give a shout out to Nick Gates being such a a fearless warrior and leader to return to the lineup, make some plays. But I still do agree with you. Absolutely. The Giants need to inject a little bit more talent into this lineup. They're missing some pieces. And maybe with this bye week coming up, they get a little bit healthier, get a few more guys in the lineup. Ben Bredesen, Evan Neal, hopefully get these guys back in there. You know, second half of the season, Giants can maybe get hot at the right time, as you mentioned, and make a push. That's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Richie James, he was diagnosed with a concussion. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, you know, two must fumbles on punts. That's unacceptable. You know, that's that's cut worthy. That's how, you know, you lose games because of that. The Giants lost because of that. I think it resulted in 13 points. Um, it can't happen. You know, ultimately can't happen. You, you lose your job for things like that and, and making mistakes at the professional level when you're paid millions to catch a football. So I uh, can't do it back to back. The, the Both fumbles. They, nobody even hit the ball, by the way. He was just hit. hit himself and then the ball just popped out it's unacceptable my friend so we'll see what they do in that in terms of if they reduce his workload or anything happens there i just don't think they have enough backup to even replace anyone at this point because they don't have anyone that knows that knows the playbook so uh we'll see what kind of action they take over this bye week um we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this game you know on dj on some of these players on this defense this offense the coaching um i'm not i'm not worried at all i'm happy to be going to the bye in six and two and to recoup and hopefully uh, get better over the next two weeks so we can come back um, and make some noise. But hope you guys enjoyed this recap video of the game today. Make sure to like, subscribe as always. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.